In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, oh my God, amen. Today, the Church celebrates the Feast of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50. So, the day of the 50th day, the Feast of the 50th day. Because from the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ until today. So today is the 50th day from the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you heard in the book of Acts of today, the Holy Spirit descended on the uh, disciples while they were in the upper room praying. And the Holy Spirit descended in the likeness of tongues of fire. Tongue, because their ministry is to preach. Fire, they will preach the word of God with zeal. And you can imagine only 12, uh, 12 disciples were able actually to preach the gospel in the whole world and to turn the whole world into Christianity. Of course, with them, there's 72. And whoever believed actually became a preacher in the first church. And on the day of Pentecost, we can see the fire, the zeal, the work of the Holy Spirit. St. Peter gave a sermon. And because of this sermon, how many persons believed? 3,000 persons. 3,000 persons believed. So this shows you the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Lord said, do not depart from Jerusalem until you will receive power from on high. Receive the power from heaven and then go and preach the word of God. And in the Gospel of today from John chapter 16, actually uh, the our Lord Jesus Christ spoke about our four uh, works of the Holy Spirit in our life. The first thing that he convicts us. Number two, he teaches us. Number three, he sanctifies us. Number four, he comforts us. And I like to reflect on these four works of the Holy Spirit. Number one, he convicts us. The Lord Jesus Christ, he said, when the Holy Spirit will come, he will convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of sin. What does this mean? This means when I am tempted to sin, the Holy Spirit will remind me, this is sin, you are son of God. You should not curse, you should not judge, you should not lie, you should not uh, get angry, you should forgive. So the Holy Spirit all the time is reminding me. But what is the major sin? What is the biggest sin among all sins? The biggest sin is not to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world.
Because he who believes in the Son of God will have eternal life. He who does not believe in the Son of God, as we read in John chapter 3, he will not see eternal life. That's why the major sin on which actually the Holy Spirit is convicting the whole world is the sin of not believing in the Son of God. The Lord said today, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin because they do not believe in me. Because they do not believe in me. So the Holy Spirit actually is piercing the heart of the people. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept him. He is the Savior. He is the King of the world. But when actually we resist, we are resisting to accept our salvation and to accept uh, our eternal life. The Holy Spirit pierced the heart of St. Paul before his conversion For many times, but St. Paul was resisting. The Holy Spirit convicted the heart of St. Paul before his conversion. Why you do not believe in Jesus Christ? Why you do not uh, uh, follow him? Why still you are denying him? So when the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus, he told him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Until when you will kick against the goats. What does this mean? The goats are the piercing of the Holy Spirit. But Saul was kicking against the goats. So the Lord is telling him, until, me, until when you will resist the Holy Spirit and you will kick against the goods. And when Saul, who became St. Paul, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and was baptized, his life changed completely. And uh, after he was persecuting the Christian, he became persecuted for the name of Christ. And at the end, he shed his blood for the name of Christ. Number two, of righteousness. Of righteousness. Righteousness means to do what is right. When the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth with the disciples, he was telling them, do this, don't do this. This is right, this is wrong. But now after the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, he told us, I will not leave you orphans. I will not leave you orphans. I will send you the Holy Spirit to convict you and teach you what's right. As you heard in the Gospel of today, and of sin, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. So you will not see me in the flesh like when I lived with you here. But I will not leave you alone. I will send you the Holy Spirit and convict you of righteousness. Many times the Holy Spirit convicts us, always actually. In the morning, the Holy Spirit convicts me. Are you going to pray before you're going to work? Are you going to open the Bible and read and reflect on uh, the message of God to you today? When you see somebody is needy, the Holy Spirit will convict you. Are you going to help him or are you going to pass by him? Are you going to be like the good Samaritan who helped this Jewish man who, is, who was his enemy? Or you are just going to 
close your eye and pass by him as if you did not see me as if you did not see him every sunday the holy spirit actually in the morning convict us tell us are you going to the church or and keep the day of the lord holy or you are just going to let it pass this sunday are you going to live the life of repentance or not are you going to give all your heart to God and to love Him from all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your power, or not. So always, always the Holy Spirit is convicting me of righteousness. And the third one, the Holy Spirit convict me of of judgment. Some people actually, when the Holy Spirit convict us of sin, they resist the Holy Spirit. When convict me of righteousness, they resist the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, the third tool he will use, he will tell us, there is judgment. Everyone will stand before the throne of God and will give an account. If you don't believe me, look at this archangel who fell from his rank and became Satan. Satan will be judged. So, if this archangel, when actually disobeyed God and fell from his rank, is judged, how about us human beings? Remember, there is judgment, and every one of us will stand before the throne of God. That's why the Lord, and of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. The ruler of this world is judged. Who is the ruler of the world? Satan. So if Satan is judged, then no wonder all of us will be judged. But the righteous will rise up to the judgment of uh, eternal life. But the ungodly will rise up to the judgment of condemnation. So the Holy Spirit convicts me all the time of sin, of uh, righteousness, and of judgment. And here, what is my stance? Am I going to respond to the Holy Spirit? Or I am going to resist the Holy Spirit? I am going to suppress the voice of the Holy Spirit and to grieve the Holy Spirit or to be obedient to the Holy Spirit? Am I going to quench the Holy Spirit inside me? Or I am going to reply and cooperate uh, uh, with the Holy Spirit? So that is the first work of the Holy Spirit, to convict. Second, to teach. He will teach you and remind you with all the things that I have told you. So the Holy Spirit, in a continuous process of teaching, He is teaching us all the time. What are the channels in which the Holy Spirit is teaching? Actually, the Holy Spirit is using many channels. The first channel is the Holy Scripture. We know that every word written in the Holy Scripture is written by the inspiration of God, inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And not a single word came from private interpretation. But the holy men of God spoke inspired by the Holy Spirit. So when actually we close our Bible and we don't read it. 
Actually, you are giving our back, turning our back to the Holy Spirit. He wants to teach you, but we are not listening. We need actually to have obedient heart, submissive heart to the Holy Spirit. Some of you will say, but it's difficult to understand many books in the Holy Bible. I agree with you. Yes, it is difficult. But thanks be to God. Now, many, many commentaries from early church fathers are available on the internet and available for us for free. Just each one of us, in order to finish your education and to finish your college, I am sure you read many books and you studied so many books. So, is it worthy to uh, spend some time every morning to read and to study the Holy Scripture? Absolutely. Can you do it? Each one of us, we can do it. So, don't just take the excuse, it is difficult. Go read many, many commentaries available. Go read them, actually, and understand the message of God that is sent to you. Another channel is the church. We, when we come to the church, actually, we listen to the Holy Spirit. The teaching, the sermons, some discourse, all of this are guided and inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit actually teaches us, all of us, when we come here to the church, through the sermon, through the books that we read and study, through early church fathers, through our servant in Sunday school, through our clergy. So the Holy Spirit always, always is teaching us. A third channel, the Holy Spirit teaching me through my spiritual father and my confession father. Our church is a church of a discipleship. Like when, in, in some professions, you need to shadow a specialist in order to learn from him. You cannot say, I read the books, now I, I know how to do this job. No, you need actually to be a disciple, to shadow somebody to learn from him. So in the same way, discipleship in the church, each one has a spiritual father, go to him, talk with him, learn from him, guide me in the way of righteousness. And finally, and most importantly, the Holy Spirit speaks within my heart. All of us, we received the Holy Spirit in the day of our baptism. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abide in you. And the Holy Spirit actually speaks in my heart. And when I train my senses, I will be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit inside my heart. But the question here, how would I know whether the voice I am hearing is the voice of the Holy Spirit? Maybe I'm deceiving myself and I'm saying I'm hearing the Holy Spirit, but I'm hearing somebody else. Maybe I'm hearing Satan while I'm saying I'm hearing the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, St. Paul said, God is not author of confusion. God does not confuse us. Meaning what? The message that you will hear in the Holy Scripture should match the interpretation of the early church father, should match the voice that you are hearing in your heart, should match the voice that you are hearing in the church.
But if the voice I'm hearing in my heart contradicting with the teaching of the scripture, then something wrong here. God is not author of confusion. So what is my reference? My reference is the Holy Scripture, early church fathers. Why I'm saying early church father? All of us, we know the church was one until year 451. After this, the first split happened. So before 451, each one, each Christian, each believer understood the Bible in the same way. So if we are confused even among different denominations, Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, and who is right and who is wrong, go before 451 and see how the church understood the scripture. Go to the early church and see how they applied the scripture. Here is your reference. St. Augustine said, I don't accept the Bible except through the teaching of the early church fathers. How the early church father interpreted the Bible for me. That's how I will understand the Bible. So God is not author of confusion. God does not want to confuse. We confuse ourselves, but not God. If you are confused about any teaching, go back to the early church father. Go to St. Asonisius, St. Cyril, St. John Chrysostom, St. Basil, St. Gregory, all these fathers, and see how they understood the scripture. And thank God, all their commentaries are available for us. That is the truth, and we should follow the truth. So the Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. The Holy Spirit sanctifies us. Sanctifies us. Today, actually, when we baptized the three uh, beautiful children, uh, we anointed them with the holy oil, Myron. And we anointed them in their forehead. We anointed them in their face. We anointed them in their chest. We anointed them in their back. We anointed them in their upper uh, arms, upper limbs. And also, we anointed them in their lower limbs. Why? Why we anointed them in these areas? To sanctify forehead, to sanctify their thoughts. So our thoughts, as St. Paul said, we have the mind of Christ. Then their face, to sanctify the senses, the eyes, the ear, the tongue, because the senses are the gates of the soul of spirit. So when we sanctify the senses, nothing wrong will enter through the senses into the heart and the soul of the person. Then we anoint them on the chest to sanctify their heart. And on the back, on the back actually we have the vertebral column and the spinal cord to represent the will of the person. So to sanctify their will. And then their arms and forearms to sanctify their actions and their legs to sanctify their way. So the Holy Spirit actually sanctify our thoughts, our senses, our heart, our will, our actions and our deeds and our way. That's why St. Paul said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, Actually, everything you do, 
every thought in your mind, everything you allow to enter into your heart will be sanctified with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like a burning fire. The Holy Spirit will burn all the weeds, all the sins, all the defilement in my heart, in my soul, in my mind, and also renew our heart. If you heard the song uh, or the hymns that we chanted just right now, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew your Holy Spirit within me, sanctifies me. And as St. Paul said in First Thessalonians chapter 4, this is the will of God, your sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification. Finally, as I told you, the Holy Spirit convicts us, teaches us, sanctifies us. The title of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, because the Holy Spirit comforts us. The Lord told us, in the world you will have many tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He told us, the gate is narrow, and the way is difficult. He told us, you will weep and lament, and the world will rejoice. But I will see you, and you will be joyful. So, the Lord told us, you will have tribulation. You will face, face difficulties. The Lord did not promise us life without difficulties here on earth. So what will help me? It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help me actually to comfort me during this difficult time. St. Paul in Second Thessalonians, uh, sorry, in Second Corinthians chapter 1, uh, he spoke to us about tribulation that he went through. And he told us in verse 8 that we were burdened to the extent that we became desperate of life. And we have the sentence of death in ourselves. So St. Paul reaches the point of despair. He became desperate. But he said, but God comforted, God of all comfort, and the Lord of all consolation has comforted us. And he delivered us from such tribulation. He does deliver us in whom we trust that he will deliver us. He delivered, he does deliver, we trust that he will deliver. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit. He is always comfort us. Yes, one part, we will have difficulties, tribulation in this world. But the other part, God will not leave us alone. He sent us the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to strengthen us, to support us during our journey in this world. So today is a great feast, the feast of Pentecost, the feast of the descent of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray and ask God to fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit to renew the Holy Spirit within us, to make us responsive to the work of the Holy Spirit in us, so that we will be comforted, will be taught and know the truth in the spirit of the truth, will be sanctified, and also we will do everything that's right uh, in order to 
be raised into the resurrection of life, not the resurrection of damnation. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.